I would rather somebody break into my house and catch them on the CCTV than look at my CCTV and see oh, that. Oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> no. And my manhood just skimmed the top no. of her head because <laughs> no, she was on her knees. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You would regularly find semen in the toilets what? of the hairdressers. No. Yeah. What do you mean? No. So, yeah, yeah, honestly. There is too much going in one <laughs> secret oh way. Hopefully yeah. by the end of the podcast, you'll be farting in front of each other. No. That will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Secrets Out podcast. How's it going? My name is Afi Days, and this is episode eight. We're on episode eight now. So with last week's episode, I completely switched things up. Instead of having a couple of celebrities on with me, I had my mum, my dad, and my sister. I had no idea how it was going to go down because obviously it was pretty different to usual, but the support was insane. It was by far one of the most listened to episodes we've done. So I just want to say thank you so bloody much. It means the world to me. Everybody that's leaving nice reviews, everybody that's rating the podcast, I'm literally just loving it. This space, this thing, the podcast... It's so new to me and I had no idea whether I was going to enjoy it, whether anyone was going to listen, how it was going to be received by people, even if they did listen. And it's just been so enjoyable from getting to record the episodes to working with my producer, James, on editing the episodes. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Like genuinely, thank you so much for all of the support on the podcast. It means the world. However, if you're listening for the first time and you're not quite sure how the podcast works, I've been sent a ton of anonymous secrets from the public and I've invited some of the biggest celebrities to go through them with me. Now, these are real people's genuine secrets, so we have to be incredibly cautious. Even though some of them are mind-blowing and outrageous and crazy, we do have to be sensitive because these are real people's secrets. And as well as discussing those secrets, my guests also share some unbelievable stories from their lives too. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, this is when you scroll down. Scroll down on your screen, press the little subscribe button, press the follow button so that every single week when a new episode goes up, you'll be notified. So on this episode, we have got two people, a couple, one in which I've known, I've known her for, I don't know, maybe like six years, seven years now. She is an absolute icon in the media space. Davina McCall and her partner, Michael, he is so bloody funny and so lovely. They're just the cutest couple. They are so bloody good together. However, even though they are the cutest couple and they are so bloody sweet, most of the topics covered in this podcast are pretty full on. Things get, I don't even know how to describe. They're pretty out there. So if you're not into that kind of thing, click off the podcast now. It's not for everyone. For those of you that are, I bloody hope you enjoy it. I had so much fun, such a laugh, to the point where one of the team working on the podcast had to use an asthma pump twice whilst recording this episode from laughing so much. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's jump straight in. I am Michael Douglas, not the actor, as you can probably tell, but the hairdresser and, and human. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I do, I present a bit of TV sometimes and I'm probably best known as a celebrity hairdresser, which means I, I do the hair of celebrities rather than I am a celebrity. Is that a lot of pressure? It's a huge amount of pressure. Yeah, because I don't think, I think that's one job I wouldn't be able to do. 
Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. There's, there's only very few of us in the world that have the skill to do to do it. You know, have got the bravery to go ahead. It's like the the SAS, but the the SHS, the Special Hair Service. Mm. Um, I like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, it is quite uh, stressful sometimes because um, some celebrities are much easier than others. You know, the, this one here, for instance, is a doddle. But there's some that I've worked with very high maintenance. What I would say, on the whole. Is if they're blonde, they're trouble. And if they're brunette, they're all right. Oh, my God. Already in such deep water. Are we in deep water? Such deep okay. water there. Some of the blondies are all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I am um, Domaine McCall, TV presenter for, like, forever. For, like, for longer than you've been alive, Alfie, I'm pretty sure. Um, wow. And I... Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really I was saying to somebody earlier, I was saying I think about 20 years. I've been in telly for 28 years. Shit, I'm 27. Yeah, I was just going to say how old. So I started started on MTV the year before you were born. (gasps) Wow. Um, And (laughs) yes, and I'm still going, which is unbelievable. I'm just relentlessly piling on um through my career so long lost family I'm, I'm doing that at the moment I'm doing the masked singer which is like the program that everybody hated when they first saw it and then all sort of started it was their embarrassing kind of their guilty pleasure you can't not watch yeah, it you can't you not can't. watch it you right? can't and then um I've just got changing rooms which I'm really excited about hopefully oh, wow. it will give me some of the flair and creativity that you guys have um, I'm you, very excited about Changing Rooms. Even if you so, weren't presenting it, I'd be excited yes. about it. it's coming back. It's such yeah. a great show. Do you remember Changing Rooms, Alfie? Yeah, Were of course. I didn't. I didn't know it was coming back. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm being Carol Smiley. And right now, during lockdown, I feel like that's perfect. It's so Everyone important. is going to need that in their life. And mm. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's coming back, which would be great. I've just launched mm. a YouTube channel for ladies yeah. uh, that are hitting their midlife who are feeling a bit invisible and a bit lost. And I am going to say, I have found you. Come with me. Join the march. We are going to let our hair down and be seen. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what <laughs> I'm I've a done. big fan. I texted you the other day about it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I was did. watching one of your I videos really, with Zoe. I was just so pleased with that. It meant a lot. Yeah, it was so good. Watched it. Thank you. And then Michael oh, and I course. together, um, because... Uh, we are partners, uh, that Michael and I uh, do a podcast together, which we love doing. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's called, it's called Making the Cut. And it's a review podcast that reviews everything and anything from deep fat fryers to toothbrushes. Like anything that we discover that we think is worth telling the world about, yeah. we will do. So we mm. do about six records. What's the weirdest thing you've, you've discussed? Faber-Castell make a pencil that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's got a silver lid to it and inside the lid you just take out a silver pencil sharpener and then there's a little silver bit on the end of it and you unscrew it and underneath is the eraser uh, yeah eraser i was going to say rubber but it was going to make me giggle I so said, i thought no yeah. i'm going to have to say eraser <laughs> and then you can you can like put it all back together again but it's just beautifully heavy because of the silver um, and the pencil, you know, the lead's perfect. I mean, it is exquisite, but it comes with a price tag of like £350. Who wants to kick off with a secret? 
Have you both have you both got a secret of your own? Um, I, I'm going to tell you one. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, I've got I've got quite a lot, but this one was quite funny because I tried to deny it. So um, when I was filming Street Mate, we were very lucky to do, which was like this dating show where I would go out and find somebody <laughs> single and then spend the rest of the day finding them someone to go out with. But they would literally just walk around saying, I fancy the look of them and I would go and chat them up for them. That sounds yeah. so fun. Because you know, like when Was you walk, oh, it's the best show ever. If you walk past someone in the street and you've got that instant, instant chemistry, but you can't go and talk to them, I would mm-hmm. do that for you. Um, and sometimes I would look at the person and I'd go, no, I'm not going to talk to them. They're not right for you. Like I, you know, I would have to make judgments. Anyway, I was doing Ski Mate. It was, it was doing so well that we did Ski Mate, we did Beach Mate. It was awesome. I was doing Ski Mate in Courchevel. And um, as an intro, obviously, this oh, is can a... You, can you even see what anyone looks like? No, yeah, and, and also, I can't really not, ski. He's got nice skis. I, th- I think he's my kind of guy. Exactly. And also, I can't really ski, so I'm snow plowing at like two miles an hour down the slope. <laughs> Wait, and these you're days, on the 30 slope. 30 miles an hour. They're going 30 miles an hour down the slope past me. I'm like, excuse me. It was very funny. So the opening shot was me in my ski gear um, and I had to run towards the camera and the last sort of, um, you know, a metre or so was just me sliding in the snow. I'd slide up to the camera and I'd go, ski mate. Okay, so I did it. And bear in mind, this is a crew. These are crews that I've worked with all the time. These guys know me so well. And I slid towards the camera and I went, ski mate. But as I slid, I farted. But it wasn't like just a, you know, it was a proper. But I thought, I think that could pass off as a snow squeak. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I I got and I said, ski mate. And the sound man, Julian Chats, really good friend of mine, looked up and he looked at me and he cocked his head to one side and like smiled. And I went, no, no, Jules, that was the that was the snow. And he went... You it, can't lie to the sound he man. He said it wasn't the snow. I said, everything. how can you pick that up? He, it, it, I was like thinking, how can he pick that up? I said, no, no, it was the snow. He said, shall we listen? I was like, no, please, let's not listen. And he listened to it back and then he played it to everybody. And then it ended up in the it ended up in the it ended up in the Christmas party video. Like literally not just that crew, but every crew that's ever worked and on the show. They enhanced the sound of it, no doubt. Put some it echo was, in a it bit was of reverb lovely. on it. It was a really good one. Oh, you yeah. should have been proud about Wait, that. and they also they heard it through your ski clothes. Yes. That's how loud it was. It was like it a was thunderclap. The other thing, the, the other thing, Alfie, to let you know how bad that was for me, oh. is that Michael has never heard me fart. No, that's, yeah. not, that's not entirely true. I mean, consciously. Oh no, you, no, no! Please yeah, don't you, say you, that because that's weird. In he hasn't heard you. No, fart. no, no, no. In your sleep, occasionally. Oh my god! What? And I wake you up. Well, I, oh I, my god! I can't handle I can, it. I can sense a rumble. Oh my god. <laughs> And then there's oh uh, the, the tsunami. Um, <laughs> oh, oh no! You have, you, you have let go in, in your sleep a oh couple of times. But haven't we all? You know, it's fine. You're asleep. Okay. There's no shame. There is for me. There's a tiny bit of shame. <laughs> Tell us yours. Cause it's going to be amazing. Um, well, steady on. So I I used to go and uh, get my clothes altered. I'm quite a small person, only about five foot five, and I'm very skinny. So buying clothes off the peg was tricky. So I found this tailor in Finsbury Park who would alter all my clothes for me. She was um, this very kind of vivacious Cypriot lady. And uh, I always got the feeling she quite fancied me. 
And I had a couple of young kids at the time, but I, so I used to quite like going there because <laughs> I felt flattered, you know. So anyway, I went there and she used to adjust my trousers and things like that. And what I liked is my trousers tailored, so taking in right down the leg because I liked them quite tight to my, my legs. You know, most of what I was buying was quite baggy. So, but a lot of people take clothes in on the inside leg and it ruins, the tw- it slightly twists the fabric. So I always like mine tailored and, and yeah. taken in on the outside of the leg. So I went in there and I think I had my son with me at the time, who was about three years old, and I got him to, I got her to tailor the sleeves on his jacket. So he was there getting oh. tailored up and I had this little double-breasted oh, jacket. Oh, that's on. the cutest. It was great, but he was dead, dead pleased, you know, to be getting all the attention. And then he, I said, you go and sit on that chair there. I'm just going to get my trousers altered. So I went into this room and she pulled the curtain round and I all of a sudden felt a slight t- sexual tension there already. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like, what's she going to do? You know? And she was like chatting and everything. And I was going, yeah, well, you know, just take them in down the side. So she pulled in my trousers uh, on, on the side of the leg. And then she's, I said, yeah, about half an inch up there, you know. So she pinned all the way up my trousers. And she was kneeling on the floor in, in a, in a pr- provocative way. And uh, and I, I, she pinned all the, the pins up these trousers, and I said, "Great!" And I said, "I've got two other pairs." And she said, "Okay, well, whip them off." So as I pulled my trousers, oh my down, god, she pinned the, my my trousers to my boxer shorts. So as I pulled my trousers down, my boxer shorts fell down as well. No, and my manhood just skimmed the top no, of her head because no, no, she was on her knees. Oh my god. Yeah. And she, <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, it looks like I've done this on purpose. Like I, I'm drawing her in, you know, and she went, oh, and I went, no. And then I pulled back up and then cut my fingers on the pins as I was trying desperately to pull them back up. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. That was a mistake. And she said, no, 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 honestly, it's fine. It's fine. And then we unpinned, you know, the oh, area. God. And then I've, but, I've gone red on your yeah. behalf. Oh, my so, God, that's so As painful. I got outside, my little three-year-old Sonny was like, is everything all right in there? Like, <laughs> everything's <laughs> completely fine, son, you know. And I said, don't worry about the other trousers. I'll just get these ones done. I was working in an office and a client asked if I could call his wife to discuss a query. He sent his wife's contact details in an email from his phone. But... He'd forgotten that the contact picture for his wife was a picture of full-on boobs. My colleagues in the office were gathering round my desk like flies. Oh, my God. Why would you do that as your contact for your wife? I mean, I can understand if you've got pictures of your missus's yeah. boobs, but you like, hide them somewhere or... He sent a contact. Oh God! So he sent a also, contact. Also, what happens if you're in a cafe at some time? Yes. And you get a call from your wife, and it just pings up, pings with, up a with a picture. Pings up with a picture because that's what happens, right? Boobs. The contact picture is yeah. the picture that pings up. And it was the bare boobs. I mean, the fact that it says full on boobs. Full must on be boobs. Bare boobs. Yeah. Full Areola, full on. nipple. Everything. The lot. All of it. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how. <laughs> how old are these people in question? Is Can I like just say know. something? Because yeah, it has no bearing. It Young defin- tits or old tits. It does have a bearing. Tits. What would you do if that was you? I would try and play off that they're that they're not my wife's. I mean, if they were massive, but then that's just weird. Yeah, if they were massive, you, you could say, "Oh, they're just comedy boobs." You know, like. What about your bum tattoo? Could that, yes, could that be? I'd be very proud of okay, that. Okay, that would be all right. If somebody says, can I get your details? <laughs> and just, they'll go, oh, hang on, what's that? Yeah. 
I say, well, it's her ass. When I was 14, I was at my friend's house <clears throat> and we were swimming in her pool. She had gone inside to get some water. Then suddenly I shit myself. <gasps> what? Absolutely not by choice. <laughs> it's good to know. Immediate panic set in, so I let it drop out of the side of my swimming costume and float down to the bottom of the pool. But then I realised if she sees it, then she'd know it was me. Yeah. So I quickly dived down to the bottom and scooped it up and threw it into the bushes nearby, hoping that if, if her family saw it, they'd blame it on the dog. I have never told a soul to this day or been back to her house. <laughs> um, there is one thing about that. Yeah. Um, and this is, you're going to get a bonus secret. You've done it. So it. when I was um, seven, mm -hmm. I drove to Greece with my real mother mm -hmm. um, and two other families. We all drove together. And there was a little boy who was the little brother of a boy that I was in love with. And I think he was eight. And this his little brother was six. And everybody loved his little brother. And, you know, he was kind of like perfect and getting mm -hmm. attention. And I'm not proud of this, right? Anyway, what happened was I needed to do a poo. I'm swimming in the sea. I do the same thing. I do a poo in the sea. It does not sink. <laughs> yeah, they it don't does, often it sink. It does not wow. sink. This is why a I'm thinking that this potentially is not true. I did a poo in the sea, which I don't know if you've ever tried to poo in the sea. I'm seeing from your face, Alfie, you haven't. No, no but it's, not, it's not something blokes do. Have you ever tried to poo in the sea, Michael? Uh, no, it's it's not something it's blokes not do. It's easy. Think. Is this like, a girl? This is a girl. Is it on the message. I, I I wasn't reading it either, girl or boy. I was just reading it as like a, a oh, neutral okay. person. Oh, okay. Yes, you can't. She, you can't she had gone inside, so I, I get the feeling it's a girl, it's a girl. two girlfriends. So, <clears throat> only girls I, pooing I, liquid. I tried. I you have to really concentrate to do it. Mm. Um, but we were camping and I didn't want to go and do it in the bushes and I thought water would be cleaner. Anyway, thinking that it would sink, it didn't. It followed me around everywhere. I was trying to swim away from it. <laughs> then somebody saw it and was like, oh, this is disgusting. And then I blamed it on the little boy. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, you blamed it on a boy. Yes. Oh. And then everybody went, On the cute oh, little darling. boy. And he didn't get into trouble because he was golden balls. And then everybody's like, everybody out of the water. Oh, honestly, the little boy. And I was thinking, then I felt really bad, right? Then I was like, oh, my God, he's taken all the flack. Um, uh, and it, it's actually me. So... Uh, I'm not in contact with him anymore, um, out of guilt. Yeah, well, she, it's the same thing. It's the yeah, same situation yeah, here that yeah. she's not in touch with this girl either. I, I don't think that the poo would sink. I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah, I, I, well, it depends what you've eaten. You said I no think. poo doesn't sink like you knew. Yeah, well, I, I have a story about this as well. Is that we used to go on holiday every year uh, with, with another family. So the kids were quite young. And one kid in the other family would, every year, without fail, would poo in the pool. What? Uh, and it was a nightmare because we Is all... this just a normal thing that I just never did? When... Am I missing out because I didn't poo in some water? <laughs> I'm get... Do I need to go down to Brighton Beach and give this a go? <laughs> I'm guessing that you did poo in some water, but you've, you've blanked you it out know. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I pooed in the bath once. Uh, I did poo in the bath once. Did you? 
Like, yeah. not recently, though, right? Did this is a while ago. No, yeah, okay. no, not um, recently. So this kid, uh, uh, literally on cue, three days in, then I can see he's pooed in the pool again. But he's he's clocked it this, this time. So he, I watched him. He ran. He gets out of the pool. He runs into the kitchen of the holiday home, and he finds a sieve, and he goes back to the pool and sieves it out and chucks it in the bushes, much to the same as our, our message here. And... I was just relieved, to be honest, because one, I didn't want to have to confront his parents and say, do you realise he's pooed in the pool again? And then we weren't, we wouldn't be able to use the pool for the next two or three days right. while they disinfect it and bring a guy around and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I just thought, yay, he's fixed the problem. <laughs> like, I don't need to worry about it anymore. I mean, I didn't go in the pool for the next three days, but I didn't care that everybody else did, you know. You're not coming swimming. I was like, not today, no. But it resolved the problem brilliantly. I think whoever sent this message in did the right thing. They scooped it out, threw it in the bushes and didn't go back. I'm a swimming instructor mm. and regularly pee in the pool whilst at work. No. I can't just leave to go to the toilet in the middle of a class. It's fine, it can cool. One day I peed right as a class of kids were entering the pool and they all said it felt warmer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got to swim and wee at the same time. That's how you get away with it. You, you have to be moving. You can't just stand still because somebody's going to walk through the draft of the wee. I don't, I don't wee in pools. Really? Ever. I oh, will well wee in done. the sea. Um, obviously. I, mean, I love a wee in the sea. But I, I, I will not wee in a pool. Okay. I think well, it thanks. is also from the fear that somebody told you, did anybody tell you this, Alfie, that um, in order to frighten little children uh, to stop them from weeing in the pool, that if you wee, uh, the water will go red where you've weed. Yeah. yeah. I've heard, I've I, that's heard. exactly what I got told, and I've never done it since, just it's, in case. It does. If, you, if you're very hungover, though, the water does go green because yellow and green makes, yellow and blue makes green. So I have noticed that before. If you've got a very chlorinated pool and a high concentration of, of yellow in your urine, like in a morning after a heavy wait, night, wait, you'll wait, see wait, a green wait, cloud. Wait, wait, there's so many <laughs> questions I want to ask yeah. you. Like, why does hangover equal yellow wee? Oh, well, because your body's trying to get rid of all the toxins and everything, so your kidney and your liver starts to filter through all the bad stuff. But your wee is much more yellow in the morning than it is at night. Yes, Because yes, your body's been, been doing all that. But it's sure. even worse with the hangover. I thought that was I just because you hadn't drunk as much. Yes, uh, Well, possibly. it would be the case because you've not drunk for eight hours. I oh. see you're drinking water there. Mm. And booze dehydrates you, doesn't it? Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, men on holiday in places like Malaga or M- Magaluf or whatever, you'll always see a green cloud in the pool around them. As oh, I, d- I really hate it. Pre-10 o'clock in the morning. It's horrific. You won't remember this, Alfie, but in Big Brother, there was a huge scandal. I think it was Series 2 because I think Alex weed in the shower. Yeah. And that. is that bad? And people, because it was a communal shower that... and all the housemates had to share, they went absolutely crazy. Crazy, I yeah. Really? Yeah. Do we in the shower then, Alfie? It's, it's, yeah. For me, I'm just like that's efficiency at its peak. Mm. It's already that is it's already running water, time saving. Yeah, I exactly. have to wee yeah. before I get in the shower. I can't do it. Do you? Okay. There's something about oh, you don't wee in the shower. No. There's something about warm water rushing over you that, that makes me wee. I wonder if you know, there's a man that, thing. There's that experiment you can do. If you get some, one of your mm. friends who's very, very drunk and just put his hand in some warm oh, water, yes. they wee themselves yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh, d- kids. But the shower has that. the same effect on me. Even if I had a wee when I get in it, it's just like, oh, uh, more. 
It's lovely. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. I thought I knew everything. Yeah, Amazing. well, you know, I'm a mystery. A bit of me is a mystery. Hopefully, by the end of the podcast, you'll be fighting in front of each other. No, that will never happen. <laughs> I received a call from my accountant asking me if I'd wired my boyfriend $800,000. Obviously, I didn't. So I called him to investigate and a female voice answered. And I asked her where he was. And she told me that they were on holiday in Mexico visiting family. I asked her who she was. She's his wife of five years. Now she and I devised a plan of revenge. I asked her not to say anything to him and I would reward her. He's coming back this week and cops are ready to arrest him for fraud and take away his citizenship. Not only is he going to prison, but I've also sent a video of me... Pegging. Pegging him. (laughs) It's made my eyes water. Wait, there is is too much going in one secret. Wait. The revenge. Oh, my God. Wait. Not only is he going to prison, but I've sent a... I mean, prison's bad. Yeah. I think peg- the video of the pegging's worse. I think they'll I've make more of those video videos of prison. me pegging, pegging him to everyone close to him. Fuck you, Nathan. I don't regret anything. Whoa! No. A woman so, scorned. That's a, has she lost £800,000 as well? Has she- so I think he fraudulently tried to send £800,000 to himself. She then got in touch with him. £800,000. Imagine your accountant calling you be like, have you just tried to make a transfer of £800,000? That seems like a ridiculous mm. amount of money. Like, don't, who, don't think I have. Who's got £800,000 lying around? But this does sound like the message of a very angry woman. Yeah, yeah. Or, or This is also or one man. of those ones. Or man. Mind you, she's requires a strap-on. A strap-on, yeah. yeah. And also... Um, She's his wife. The other woman is a yeah. wife for five years, mm. implying that. Oh, I thought there could be but a But this is one of those secrets yeah. where mm. it's like, this secret is so detailed and so mm. many layers that I'm like, it's would somebody be true. really sit there making it up? Yeah. And uh, this has to be true because go, it's so yes. intense. I don't think it's true. I th- I'm, I'm with you, Alfie. I think it is. Uh, the, the, one of the reasons is it says, fuck you, Nathan. But if she really wanted to fuck you, Nathan. She'd put his surname in there as well. Well, I think he's just in prison already, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah. What she wants to do is get the video to the guys in prison. I- I'd oh! like to see the video. Oh, oh no. Yeah, well, if it's, if it's real, if it's a real video, send us the video. Oh. <laughs> no, well, you're on your own there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, okay. <laughs> you can have that one. You've made me feel weird now, you two. <laughs> Yeah, if that video came through, you'd both watch it. It made me feel ashamed. <laughs> Every year, I would unwrap my Christmas presents, take a peek at the reseal. Oh, take a peek and reseal them. One year, I went even further and I knew my mum had bought me a new phone uh, and where she was keeping it until Christmas. So I took my phone and I used it for a whole month I even took it to school every day the night before Christmas Eve I put it back uh, she wrapped it up and I opened it on Christmas Day it was like it was brand new <laughs> well this 
Whoever this is, is an entrepreneur waiting to be successful. This oh is a God, great thing to do. Oh my God, that's such joy. Has it? Yes. Um, how, how old is this kid? I mean, there's a real lack of information here, really. Every year, I mean, is this a boy or a girl? And what age? They must be, what, 14 or 15? Yeah, They definitely. took it to school every day. It's got to be a boy. A girl wouldn't do this, I don't think. Oh, girls would do this. Definitely. You think? Yes. I feel like girls would get away with this easier than a boy. I feel like you'd expect your son to try and, like, sneak out the presents. And who are the parents? Like, why on earth wouldn't you realise that your kid had a brand new phone it was the one you'd bought them? Like, how daft are these parents? They seem... They yeah, don't seem maybe, very maybe, present, whoever they are. maybe the child would have... Just disguise like, it in disguise a case it or something in a like case, that. Yeah. It's, very, yeah. it's very cunning. Um, I, That's really sweet. I love that. I'm impressed. And that they would... Get, I just hope that, this doesn't give a lot of ideas to people. And everyone... It's like coming up to Christmas now. Everyone's going to start trying to find and search presents as soon as this goes out. I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, shit, what have we done for all the parents out there? <laughs> I mean, if they dropped it and smashed it or cracked it or something, I mean, oh, oh no. that would complicate things quite a bit. It'd be a good episode of a sitcom list, though, I think. I could I could really work with a this. A Christmas app. Yeah, yes. you could. You can imagine it in Only Fools and Horses or something, yes. you know. Um, well done, whoever you are. It's very, very good. Inspiring. Ingenious. Inspiring, yeah. Um, this reminds me, Alfie, this, this podcast, mm-hmm. a bit of a TV programme that I used to do, which was all about um, confessing something that you wanted to basically make amends for. Oh, yeah. Like you wanted to um, kind of make up to somebody because you'd done something bad. And somebody came on the show and said, and I'd got her parents on as well, because she said, I want to make an apology to my parents. Oh, wow. So like straight to them. Straight to them. She said, you know when my sister had an appendicitis when she was 13 and I went to all the appointments and stuff, it was over the summer holidays um, with you. She was getting so much attention and you guys were so worried about her. And I'd seen all of the symptoms and everything that she had that um, six months later, I basically faked all of the same symptoms and had her appendix actually removed, but she'd faked it. No, she didn't. Just for the attention. Yes. And her parents were like, because they had got there and said, actually, her appendix was fine. Um, But they said, we took it out anyway. And... And it wasn't real. She'd faked the whole thing. Shit, so it fully got removed. <gasps> that is some commitment. That, that's the definition of neediness, I think, in a nutshell, <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it? You're a bit needy. Yeah. Oh, but I thought, bless her, 11. Like, that's oh, 11? Like, yeah, she was Aww. 11. Like, she needed some attention. That makes me so sad. I know. That she literally would go to that extreme to get attention from her family. Yes. And it, it was so funny because I think she was expecting her parents to slightly laugh, but they were horrified. <laughs> Some psychological help yeah. needed. needed well, to there's a lot of stuff going on with that. Oof, it's dark, yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. That's the biggest weight to just hold day to day. It's like the strangest, most niche thing as well. Like, mm. you'd never, you'd never think of that. Yeah. Everyone thinks I met my husband through mutual friends. The truth is, the first time I met him, was when my ex-partner and I had a threesome with him. (gasps) We got chatting after that night, and seven years later, we're married with a 16-month-old daughter. 
That's it. Oh my god, my mind is. Isn't so that just blown. the biggest fear of a threesome? Oh That's god. the reality of how a threesome oh can go completely wrong. Yeah, but the best thing is, is that like no one knows. Are they they are they still friends with the ex? No, they can't. I don't know. They can't. Be. So you have a threesome with another guy, and then you quite like the other guy, <gasps> and then he ends up being your husband. Sorry, you asking you asking me a question no, here. No. <laughs> I was, I was very unsure the way you were phrasing those words. I was thinking, is this a statement, a question, no, no, a, a demand? No. no, okay. Just checking no, what's no, going no. on. But I was just thinking that's ter- like that's that's heartbreaking for the boyfriend. He's thinking, let's spice up our relationship. Yeah, you know, threesome. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, how exciting! But then it ruins his life. He loses the love of his life. So the threesome is is what what would be commonly known as an MMF. Is that right? What's so it's that? A male, male, female. Yes. Is that what the threesome is? And she ran off with the with other, the other male. With the other male. Ah, yeah. Well, the thing is, they did the wrong kind of threesome. You know. <laughs> that that it's got problems. Yeah, there. but what happens if I then fall in love with the girl? Oh, yeah. that's fine. That's that's that. What be... leave you? Well, st- steady on. All of a sudden, this was kind of a fantasy. Now it's all spiraled into something horrible. It's just real. Like I like to think that if you're going to have a threesome with somebody, you know the person that you're with very, very well. You trust them a lot. Yeah. But then, if you sure. were to see, like you know Zoe so well, if you were to see her look at another guy with like the doe eyes that she looks at you with. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, it's, it would be uh, it's, horrible. It's, it's biblical stuff. Yeah, um, it's I feel bl- like you've, you have to be so on the same page. One of one of my um, one of Zoe and I's friends uh, was over at the house, maybe like a month or two ago, just before we went back into lockdown. And he, I'm sure he won't mind me saying if I don't name him, he was saying we're just catching up. We hadn't seen him in like a year, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, me and my boyfriend have started having threesomes with people," and we're like, "Okay." How does that, like, how does that work? Like, how did you, how did it get into that? How, who do you yeah. invite? Do you know them already? Do you not? And, and is it with another guy? Saying, so it's with another guy. Yeah. So there's three guys. Yeah. So a lot of risk that one person could fall for this other person. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he basically said that they, they sign up on dating apps, but they make it very apparent that it's like, we're looking for a third person mm. just for fun times. And they just have such an awareness Mm. and agreement that it's purely just for a fun night and that is it. And I said to him, I was like... It's high risk, isn't it? I was like, what if one of you then went and slept with that person when the other one was busy? Yeah. Or if you like went out and then you went out for a drink with him as well. I was like, can you... Where's the boundaries? Well, have you heard... And they were saying that that, that it's all good. It's working really well. Have you heard of polyamorous relationships? Yeah. Which I, I didn't under I just couldn't get it. Like I just didn't understand it. And someone really spelt it out for me the other day. And that is when you have a primary relationship with somebody mm. and you love them and they are your primary relationship, but mm. that person gives you permission to go and have a relation a relationship with someone else, not just a one night stand, but a relationship with oh, somebody wow. else outside of that relationship, but that they are privy to the whole thing. So you would say, like, if it was us, I would say, I'm going out with Simon. I'm mm. going to stay at his tomorrow night. Who the hell is Simon? <laughs> <laughs> but do you, where does he live? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Let me see his contact I, picture. What does it look like? It's such it's a an cock and odd. Balls. Um, <laughs> it's such an odd. It's such an odd. Yeah. Thing that, but saying that, I guess you know, for your friend, it's working. I think the key is that nothing, and the same with what you're describing, nothing is secretive. Yes. Nothing yes. is. It's all in the. Open I would classify. Yeah. I wouldn't classify it as cheating because yes. everything is open. Everything Everyone's is aware there. of what's mm. going on. Whereas this secret. I don't think anyone else knows. Mm. And that's the other thing about it. It isn't so much about the fact that they had a threesome and she fell in love with the other guy. It's the fact that she hasn't told anyone. I'm sure the guy must know the the original. I hope the original partner knows. Oh, he must. Oh, what? So she might have left the original guy and not said anything and then gone to the... (gasps) Yeah. Wow. It's very good. That was a good one. Yeah, she's just gradually, gradually, she's just like, yeah, I think we should have another threesome. Another, do you mind watching this time? I feel like it'd be really hot if you just watched, and then gradually she's just sleeping with this other guy. <laughs> when I was a child, I used to get really excited when there was post for me, as it was always something nice. One year, my mum's birthday was on a Sunday, and in my mind. That was uh, awful purely because it meant that she would get any post on her birthday. So I decided to surprise her. Two weeks before her birthday, I started to stash any post that was addressed to her. And on her birthday, I proudly surprised her with them. To my dismay, she was less than thrilled to be presented with nothing but two weeks worth of bills. Oh, that's really That is very sweet. thoughtful. Yeah. It says to my dismay. I hope that she wasn't made to feel dismayed by the parent uh, on this occasion. But um, that's I can imagine doing that as a kid and giving my mum a tax return or something like that on her birthday by accident. And even just the so, idea that it, it sounds like a quite young child because as an older child you would have realised it might be a bill. Yeah, what's a birthday card um, and what's not. To think that any child of yours at mm. that age would be so thoughtful. Yeah. It's a very sweet This is completely true, this one, because that is exactly what would have gone through my mind. It's like, birthday on a Sunday, what a disaster. What could I do to fix it? You know, Mm. dress up as a postman, start posting stuff around on a Sunday, you know. Uh, It's very nice. Um, But well done, whoever this child was, Mm. um, because uh, that's a very sweet thing to do for your parents. Mm. Friends of mine have a camera in front of their house. One night, they got a notification of movements outside on their driveway but didn't check what it was until the next morning. You won't believe what they saw the next day. Shit, I shouldn't have pre-read this. I always say the one rule is don't read it. Just just read it out loud as you say it. <laughs> Holy shit. There was a man penetrating himself on the tow bar of their car. Wow. I was shocked when I saw it. <laughs> what? Wow. This is like one of those programs where people like marry their car or marry yeah. a bridge yeah. or in a relationship with the Eiffel Tower. Yes, that is exactly what just... it is. <laughs> Does it say what the car is? I mean... Oh, a tow bar is a tow bar. It doesn't matter what car it is. I like... think it matters enormously. No, you could say see like... the size of a tow bar. A tow bar like the microphone in front of you. A tow bar <laughs> bigger, bigger than that. Uh, is there not like a blob on the end? Yeah, there's a... Oh, there's my a, there's God. A, there is a helmet. Uh, oh my god on, on the end of the that's tow bar that's injury worthy that's not good that is not that's really bad oh my gosh I mean and there's normally a bit of grease on there as well uh, it's, and it's, it's already pre imagine if it was all 
Oh God. Um, how long has that been happening before oh. you've even oh, your CCTV yeah, got installed yeah. on your yeah. <laughs> The tow bar always smells a bit funny. Oh. oh God, this is such a good one for me. I've never met my biological father. He lives in the same town as me. I know what he looks like. <gasps> I know which area of the town he lives in. I know he helps Davina out is here to help. with the local rugby team. But the difference is she knows who he is. I know where he works and I know that he has another daughter. I've known all of these things since I was about 10 and I'm now 22. So it's been a known fact for a long time that I have a half-sister walking the same streets that I do on a daily basis. I have a secret Instagram account to check her profile and try and get an idea of what she's like as a person from a distance. I've been thinking about messaging her, but I've got no idea if she knows who I am or even if she knows Mm, she has an older sister sister at all. Well, I I, sh- I am the person to, to read that because, and this is, I'm actually, we've been mucking about a lot and joking about a lot, but I would very much like to say, um, be extremely careful of just reaching out to somebody. It is always better if you can to find some kind of intermediary or somebody that can um, reach out to her on your behalf so that you can remain anonymous And I don't think Mm -hmm. intermediaries are expensive or they're difficult to get. I think, but you, you should have somebody else write that letter for you or message. Do not do it on social media. You just, you just never know. And as much as you see all these lovely stories on long lost family that end up so happy and so positive, we also know of many people that reach out to people themselves and it doesn't turn out the way that they want it to, but then they can't escape. Um, and especially because they do live in very close proximity of each other, it would be much better if um, they reached out via a proper, um, yeah, a proper channel. Proper the other channel. thing is is that um, it's very. It, I would also make sure that this person, this young person, is looking after their own mental health and seeking some help. There are a lot of support groups for. Um, people with complicated families Um, and if she does reach out to an intermediary an intermediary will be able to tell her of some support groups that could help her because knowing who her dad is and knowing where he is that's going to come with a whole load of baggage and Mm. um, you don't want to carry that baggage around for the rest of your life you know so share it with somebody that really knows Mm. Um, I I actually have direct experience with this very story that I have a brother that I have never met who got in touch with me on social media uh, unsure of whether he that I knew of his existence or not wow did you I did yeah Yeah, I I was told when I was about 10 that I had a brother that I'd never met and and one thing or another so yeah it is interesting it's very complex though very very complex Mm. I think what you've said is absolutely bang on you know Mm. but my my mum has often said to me that I have a half brother another half brother in my hometown and uh, I mean, I don't know whether that's true or not. She'd been told this. And I was in a Chinese takeaway once uh, a few years ago now. But this guy, not too dissimilar in age to me, came up to me and said, oh, are you his son? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I thought, are you my brother? <laughs> no way. And he went, oh, I used to work with your dad. I was like, oh, God. Thank <laughs> God for that. You know, I couldn't work out there was going to be some kind of standoff for the inheritance, you know. Um, but uh, but there wasn't. But, um, you know, I, I, you know 
I can laugh about these things and joke about them, but it's much more complicated, I think, for other people. So I think your advice was absolutely perfect. Mm. Um, fascinating, that, though. Mm. I think it's far more common than we think as mm. well. Um, Are you, um, mm. Alfie, on any kind of DNA database? No, not at all. No, I am. No, I really, I really want to do... One of the like, like an ancestry or a, yeah, yeah. I've got one of the boxes at home, but I've never sent it off. It's quite a big Not deal. Not any reason, just yeah. just being lazy. I'll tell you the problem is you've got to produce a huge amount of saliva. Yeah, it's really hard, uh, isn't it? You, you have really? to you have to spit oh. into this thing, and it it, it says uh, it says like don't you can't just have bubbly spit. You need like li- liquid water. spit. <laughs> <Just> liquid. <laughs> the thing is, you're going. <laughs> And they're spitting, all that's coming out is bubbles. You know, like the stress and the anxiety means you can only produce like frothy spit, you know. But I did it. I'm on the ancestry one. So it turns out that I'm a bit Swedish, uh, but I'm I mainly Scottish that. and Irish. Yeah. But, um, and occasionally I get these notifications that say, oh, you've got a cousin in Canada or, um, which I. No what well, it just updates you a lot yeah, with yeah. more details as it finds it out. Yeah. yeah so some. See, I really want to do one of them. So many people are so sceptical about what they do with your data. Well, we've There's, done 23andMe uh, on the podcast, yeah. I think, haven't we? I think that's the best one, 23andMe. Mm. Um, but they also give you health stuff, and you've got to be careful about that too. Because That's the scary yeah. stuff. That's what I kind of want to know, but I kind of don't want to know. I get turned on by head massages. <laughs> I'm reading this, by the way. <laughs> Um, this is it can go from yeah. so serious to yeah. Yeah, turned yeah. on by head massages. The hairdresser I usually go to offers them as a free service after washing my hair. I get a thrill from sitting there trying to play my cool, um, trying to play my cool with a semi that I have. <laughs> I will have to hide when I go back to my seat. I really hope the hairdresser will never notice. She's the first person... Please to actually get my hair how I like it. So, head massage at the backwash. The guy gets a semi. He's got to be careful going back to the seat. This is very common. I am a hairdresser, and I have seen this. This is common? T- no, yes. no way. There is I no agree. question about it. I mean, hairdressers are generally women. I mean, I, I, when I worked in a hairdresser's when I was 15 years old, it was me and 13 women. And I would say everywhere wow. I've ever worked in hairdressers is predominantly women. And I would say a large portion of men go there to spend time with, with the girl that they've formed a relationship with. Um, they love being touched and being felt and being tickled around. I mean, it's a very intimate process, right? You're, someone's touching your ears and your forehead and then around the back of your neck. Like it's, it's quite sexy. So I would have thought at a backwash, especially if it's somebody you quite fancy and they're just massaging your head and rubbing it can i interject here yeah so when i when i used to get my hair colored for garnier Mm -hmm. and trevor used to do it because trevor worked for garnier um yeah so he'd do my hair maybe i don't know twice a year Mm -hmm. and when i laid back over the backwash and trevor's i don't think he'll mind me saying no no trevor's gay yeah um and but honestly he'd do this thing and i go trevor you know what you're doing it was the most unbelievably erotic feeling. We must have sensors in the top of our head or something. There's something oh, going yeah. on. Yeah, well, there's even that orgasmatron thing that they put oh, on your my head. God, and I, I did that to my 93-year-old yeah. granny. 
And she went so funny. It was the funny. And then my son kept doing it to my granny because he thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. She's all wriggling around going, ooh. So there is Mm. something to do with. So Trevor was very funny about it because he'd go, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm so ready, You're never seeing Trevor again. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Um, So I've obviously worked in hairdressers on and off my whole career, but you you would regularly find semen in the toilets what? of the hairdressers no yeah what do you mean no so again yeah yeah honestly this would happen at least once a month if not once a fortnight where you would a guy would come and get his hair cut or whatever and then at the end he would go Relief to the bathroom himself. and then go and have a wank Whoa. um and you know oh, and he, what, what was awful about it he's often just chuff onto the floor you know like it wouldn't what? like do it in a tissue shut up it in the shut up leave it there for all the girls to see, like as a kind of stamp, like he'd sprayed. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know who's done this. I was just amazed. That, uh, I mean, I was like fifteen or sixteen, but I just remember thinking, God, I can't actually believe that. But that would happen regularly. So there's definitely sexy time between clients and hairdressers yeah. going on all the time. Now, so, Alfie, you seem really surprised by that. Yeah. Well, I mean, number one, just like if I got that turned on in the hairdressers. I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And number yeah, two, that's... just straight up on the floor afterwards. Yeah, that's disgusting. Like, what? Right? It's disgusting. Yeah. That's but you so know what? Bad. I'm so grateful for. I am so grateful that when I get turned on, it can just be something that floats around in my head, and it's kind of fantasy, and I've got it. Like I just feel lovely, and it's lovely. But you guys, when you get turned on, everyone knows. Yeah, that we can't hide. You've got it, a willy. Right? You can't hide it at all. You can't hide no. it. And when um, it just it happens randomly when you're you in guys. school and you're a teenager, it's not the oh, best. Oh, no. Well, I, I find it happens randomly on a, on an aeroplane. Like, I don't really? know if it's to do with air pressure or not, but really? often I'll, I'll just get one in the air for no apparent reason. That must be I think it's the pressure of something. not getting one. Yeah, you never be, find, like whenever like, I've had like a full body massage. I remember one time Zoe and I went for a couple's massage, and uh, we're laying. We were in Greece and we're laying there. It's in like this like little caverny cave kind of thing carved into mm. the rock. It was really cool. And they give me these tiny little like Y front pant things, and they're see through as well, just fully just oh, actual God, netting, of course. like actual netting. And I was like, I would not do this. But I'm going to do it. So let's just see what happens. And I put on this tiny little thong and it's like literally netting. And Zoe's laying next to me and she's in hysterics as well. And my masseuse doesn't turn up. So Zoe's getting her massage. She's like 15, 20 minutes into massage and my woman's just not there yet. And then she turns up and she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm late, I'm so sorry. So Zoe's massage finished 15, 20 minutes before me. So yeah. instead of me just carrying on getting my massage... The Zoe's woman wrapped her up in this like cling film with like some scrub on her, came over to me and was like, knowing that Zoe and I are a couple, and was like, I bet you've never had two women massage you at the same time. And they went for one thigh each. And I was literally like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't, 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 don't. And luckily it didn't happen. But I have never had a moment where I've been like, not now, not now. Come on, come on, we can do this. And they did it on, but they knew what was happening. You can't help it. It just it absolutely. It's, it's literally got its own brain. It, and the other thing is, sometimes it, it happens and you're not turned on, but then the person that you're with thinks that you are. Yeah, yeah. You think no, no, no. That's not a sign. 
Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the hairdressers, I completely believe that story entirely. I like do it, too. It happens all the time. That's what's so. That's why the gowns are so long. It's to, it's to hide the erect penises of the men going from the backwash to the styling <laughs> Thank you so much for both coming on. And we always ask who should come on the next episode, who people think should come on. And mm. at the end of the last episode with my family, everybody suggested you. And that's why I'm so Aww. bloody happy to have you on. Isn't that nice? Aww. So and nice. I, I gate crashed it. Yeah. His family didn't no. ask for me, but they got me anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess like you come with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, yeah. A, we're a buy one, get one yeah. free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that your family like enjoyed Michael as much as. Oh, definitely. I definitely. Oh, They're well, going to love it. Because okay, the reason good. why they said you is because they, my, it was in fact, it was my dad, and he was like, I think Davina will just fully go for it. I think she'll be super open and say everything and not hold back. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> when actually it was Michael. Yeah. Who was super open. <laughs> she keeps kicking me under the table. I've no, I've, I've, learned, I've learned a few things today. Yeah. Well, um, me too. Yeah. Is there anyone uh, that you think that I should well, reach I, out to? I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Morgana Robertson. Oh, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Do you know Morgana? No. She's a, a comedy oh. character actress. She's okay. Ba- Fantastic. Google her, but she's, Morgana she's amazing. Yeah, Morgana Robinson. And um, she's got her own TV show. It's called The Morgana Show, where she did impersonations of people four. from uh, Cheryl Cole and... Um, Fern. Fern Cotton. Her uh, Fern Cotton. Uh, oh, her Fern, the Fern Cotton's Cotton off the chart. It's so good. She's really funny, um, but uh, she's very blue as well. She's very blue. So <laughs> she'd be perfect for this. I'm looking at her now, Google Images. Couldn't recommend her enough. She is amazing. She looks so fun. Okay, perfect. Great. We can make it happen. Really bloody appreciate both of you coming on and being so open and just chatting about stuff. Uh, Well, thank you for having us. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Secrets Out. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and listening all the way to the end. If you haven't already subscribed or followed, depending on which platform you're listening on, please scroll down below, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button. And each week when there's a new episode, you'll be the first one to be notified. As I said again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll see you next week with another new episode.